0: Mm My girl got a relationship
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Gulf Coast Poker podcast. Um, I'm Gene D. with GulfCoastPoker.net. We also have my uh, fellow co-owner, Wild Bill Phillips, is also on the line. Uh, Before we introduce Mm -hmm. our guests, we're going to let Bill um, give us a quick uh, Pearl River update. Bill?
2: Yeah, we're excited about uh, our June event, June 3rd through the 13th, we got some tweaks that people have asked for that we've implemented, and I think it's going to um, really enhance the event. And one of the things they've done because of the progression of the, I guess, the pandemic is kind of lessening. It's going to be nine-handed instead of eight, so we're going to have a lot more room for everybody else. We've added a registration line, we've added ten more tables, we added a ton more dealers, so. Probably won't be any of the weights that everybody experienced the last time. Uh, we also got 700K in guarantees. You should see the room rate flyers with the whole schedule. They just went out. I just got mine today. And in there, it will have the code for the room rate so you can get the poker rate. I think it's $49 on weekdays, 79 on the weekend. And I want to bring everybody's attention to something I've never seen done. Uh, Monday. After the first weekend, there's a 100K guarantee on a Monday. Uh, Maybe we're crazy. I've never seen it done before, but we should have a big turnout for a Monday event. And that's pretty cool. But uh, that's basically it. Go to our Facebook page and to our um, Twitter accounts and even our Instagram accounts. And there's a lot of contests where you can win a free seat to this event for different events, including the main event and other stuff. So definitely check that out and maybe get your way there for free.
1: Good stuff, man. That's exciting. Um, We're going to go ahead and uh, introduce our guest for today. Um, His name's Mike Monahan. I'm sure anybody who's played poker in the Gulf Coast uh, has played against him or knows who he is. Um, Ben Mintz calls him the the king of Pearl River because he crushes it every time he's there. Mikey, how you doing, bud?
3: Good. How are y'all?
1: Doing, Doing good, good, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it's Friday. Got some beautiful weather down here in the in the South. Uh, how's the weather over there? It's getting hot. Getting hot, getting... huh? Good deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Mikey, our first question, it normally reacts to everybody is, um, how did you wind up in this poker subculture? uh playing poker how did you segue into the game just give us a, a, a brief uh overview of um how you became in, in the poker game
3: when i was uh when i was real young probably around 10 years old a bunch of us would play quarter anti ray with all my friends and that kind of that's how i kind of started gambling and it went from there and during the moneymaker deal i was in college uh, started watching, you know, watching rounders or whatever and we'd a bunch of bunch of buddies we'd play twenty dollar basically sit and goes kinda. Just uh, that's what we would do, how we would gamble. Uh you know, we'd have anywhere from ten to twenty people playing. And uh from there, uh after college, I just I played a few times in the casino. I used to play three six at the goal strike and limit. Uh, mm-hmm. games were crazy back then. It seemed like every, every, every pot was cap free. Uh, and go ahead. And then, uh, no, I was there,
2: just, I was just giggling.
3: Okay. Uh, from there, I started playing tournaments online, uh, around 2008, I believe. And I played mainly on Bodog. I played a little bit on Poker Stars, Absolute. Some of the other ones, but uh, Bowdog's the one I liked. I played mostly tournaments $50 and under, uh, more, a lot of them closer to, you know, 11 or $22. And I, I had a little bit of success doing that. Uh, wasn't a big winner, but you know, put a little bit of money in my pocket. And, uh, from there, um, uh, black, the year before Black Friday, I started doing much better. Uh, the dog had a $162, dollars 100 k every week. And within a year, I think I final tabled it like four times. I, I won it once. I think I got fourth twice and ninth another time. And that was kind of my – I won it the day after Christmas. I'm not sure of the year. But uh, that was like my first big score. It was $25,000. Wow. uh yeah, then Black Friday hit, I kind of I kept playing a little bit. Uh Bodog changed to Bovada. They went anonymous. I just didn't have the same, I don't know, I just didn't didn't trust it as much. Kind of took a little bit of break, played more live cash. Mostly in Vicksburg, a little bit in Philadelphia. And uh then Philadelphia started running some bigger monthly tournaments. They'd have every other month like a 20k. And the first year they ran it, I think they ran it every other month. So they had like six of them. And I think I, I either chopped or won, I think, four of them. And I didn't play in one of them, I know. So I ran really hot, and that was kind of the start of me getting a bankroll to play some more more events around New Orleans and Biloxi. Before that, I'd, you know, I'd usually come play the reentry in Biloxi uh, maybe once a year. Never really had any success. But after that, I, you know, I started playing more of the circuit in New Orleans, Tunica. Yeah, you know, it just seemed like there was more, more tournaments around that I could play on the weekends that were easy, you know, not too far away. And that kind of, that's kind of where I, you know, started. I guess 2000, I've been playing tournaments probably four years, kind of seriously now. And I guess So
2: when you were in, when you were in college and uh, you were playing the sit and goes, or maybe back when you were playing boaray, did you were you winning quite a bit? Is that is that part of the bug, or are you just like the action and then you transition into a winning player la- later?
3: I was probably out of all the friends that played poker, I was probably the best one. I probably did the best, but you know, yep. a lot of times it'd be you know, there was a lot of drinking involved and stuff like that. We were just wasn't about the money; it was more about having a good time and
2: you know gamble right i'm sure the blinds are pretty quick and a little <laughs> 10 person or 20 person I, sit and go right I,
3: yeah i don't even remember how we did it i know uh i want to say we started with one chip like every chip had the same value and we started with one two you know so it hmm. wasn't real well thought out right that's how we played uh I'll tell you, when I was in college, uh, Justin Sharp would play with us every now and then. He's still kind of around playing poker, but he was one of the ones where, that every now and then would come over and play.
2: Where did you go to school?
3: I uh, went to Ole Miss.
2: Ole Miss, and Justin did as well, or is he was uh, yeah, a he, local? Yeah,
3: he did. He's from he's from Memphis, and he uh, he went to Ole Miss. He was a year behind
2: me. Okay. Did you know Ben at Ole Miss? Is that all y'all know each other?
3: I did. I, I did. Uh, I knew him through sports gambling. Uh, I met him my freshman year. We weren't good friends, but, you know, we definitely knew each other. Uh, he would do a – one of my buddies was obsessed with listening to his Monday night pick. Uh, he'd do a little radio show on the campus radio. And my buddy, one of my buddies would always listen to see who Ben was taking that night. Wow. yeah, so that's kind of, and then I ran into him it's been a while. It was at the i p when they had their uh they had a tournament series, and it was a good while it was right like, he when I met him, he kinda you know he gave me his number and told me I'd call him or ask him anything. He was crushing online at that time, and I was watching him on pocket fives you know that that was on there. And they, you know, ranked the people in the state, and he was always top three. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah.
1: He, he he was a savage back in the day um, on pocket He yeah. was th- top three, the the destroyer. So you you didn't yeah, know Ben uh, back, back in those days. You, you, you met him a little bit later. I
3: mean, I'd say hello if I I'd say hello if I saw him, but you know, we become we became better friends after that, you know, through poker.
1: And, and he uh, had yeah, a radio I think, show I, I I didn't realize he was in radio I, that far back.
3: I believe it was you know it was a little segment I think uh like I said, it was on the college radio station or whatever uh, that he would have and i I've, ne- I've never really listened to it, but I remember I, I definitely remember my buddy always talking about who Ben Mintz picked for that night. You know, I guess he hmm. followed
2: him. Yeah, you know, but so. well, you um, I guess kind of gave us the assist when we started our podcast originally. Uh, ben was our co-host for a couple of episodes before Barstool Sports, you know, found him. So I guess we owe you a thank you for that. Um, I, I want to touch on Pearl River a little bit because you know, thinking about Ben calling you the king of Pearl River. You are the all-time money winner at Pearl River. I don't know if you know that. Do you pay any attention to any of those kind of stats?
3: Uh I, I was. I think you let me really know. That, you know that when I cashed the main last time, I know they didn't have. Uh, they didn't do any of those twenty k's that I won on there, and they, they <laughs> they're missing a good bit on there. So I, I'm. I and a lot of them I did really well on. Uh, yeah. So I figured I, I figured I had to be the you know I, as much as I played there.
2: Yeah, I think Tara Snow took the lead at one point, but now now with these events getting so big, everybody that's kind of winning or final tabling the most recent ones are are going to be at the top. And you came in second to Dan Lowry. Tell us a little bit about uh, that last tournament.
3: Uh, I came in the day two. I was probably a little above average. Uh, I was card dead for most of the day. I had a really good table draw, but I really couldn't do much about it uh, just because of the cards and my stack kept getting – I was pretty much short stacked, under 20 big lines, until we got to the final two tables. And uh, I had a really tough table to draw. It was me, Matt Higgins. Uh, Lowry. I'm trying to think of who else. That, that might be it. Uh, a couple other guys I didn't really know, but played played better. And we played four or five-handed. I think we were four-handed for a long time. And that's you know, especially with Dan and Matt, is they were at least they were to my right, so I could make a few moves, and I built my chips up pretty good. But I think I was still kind of short when we got to the final table. Uh, but I, I definitely built built up. I think when we went to two tables, I had less than 10 big blinds. And I probably started the final table with a little over 20, if I
2: remember right. Yeah. That was an impressive run uh, to run it up. Uh, is there any big hands that you remember that kind of propelled you from the short stack to having a shot to win it?
3: Uh yeah, I was chipping up early and then of course I got it in Ace King versus Aces to Matt Higgins and I I won that one, so that was nice. I think that was uh yeah, that's probably my biggest suck out ever, you know, when with the you know, the difference in the money and he wouldn't have knocked me out yeah. but I'd have been really short.
2: What was the run out again? Yeah, I
3: think I I flopped a king and I rivered a king and I'm not positive, but I think there was only one king left. If the other king would have gave him a flush, I'm, I'm oh, not positive okay. about that, yeah. but I think uh, so. I, I think I might have hit a true one outer on him. Well, yeah,
2: yeah, I was, re- was, I was there, and and either somebody said they folded a king, or maybe it was a yes. Yeah, I, I somebody I remember it being a one outer as well. Somebody saying that, um, so maybe it was a four oh, yeah. flush. I'm not sure. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's nice I, to get.
3: Yeah, it really is. I mean, I've been on the other side of them, of course. Everybody has. So it's you know, it's nice to be on the right side of them, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you. Do you feel like your style's changed over the years, or because I, I mean, just as a having played with you in the past, I feel like you're. Uh, a very aggressive player. And sometimes over the years, people have been in it for a while. There's a lot of people who are very aggressive early and then they kind of tone it down a bit and they, they kind of find a, a middle ground. Do you think that's true for you or do you think you're you're still equally as aggressive as you were as you started?
3: I think I've tightened up a little bit. Maybe it might, in some spots it might, it might be bad. I used to, if there was any spot where i had where you know if i if I got some kind of combo draw flush and straight draw i was basically going with it 100 percent of the time just trying to build chips and now I'm, yeah. I'm more a little more wary of my tournament life so i've kind of reeled it in but I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's the right way yet i don't know we'll have to see and like, i'm i've been trying to work on my short stack game that's something that yeah, you know, most of the tournaments that I do, that I have won, and I've been chip leader after day one or top five, and you know I've just been you know one of the big stacks most of the time, and I just I feel like I've just started just to fight more when I have you know less fifteen or big blinds or less, just be a little tighter, maybe even pass on some marginal spots just because of the play uh, around the South, not the best. Yeah, you can. I think in the south, there's all you're always liable to get a punt. You know, somebody <laughs> just punt their chips at you. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: Mikey, I wanted to ask um, if we can go back to 2018. Uh, it looks like your biggest score is at the uh Up Tour. Looks like Thunder Valley Casino. And you 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 got second place, but you got twenty grand a seventeen grand more than the the first place guy. There's got to be a story there. I huh? don't what happened?
3: yeah well I, the the only reason I went to the tournament is because I won the main in Philadelphia back when it was Annie Up, so Annie Up gave me a free entry. so I, like I, I was even thinking about not going out there. I don't know why, but last year you know, I booked my flight kind of late. I got out there, I played my free entry, I busted. Uh, I played the satellite that night and won my way back in. So, uh, you know, and then I think I bagged, if I didn't bag Chip Leader, I was top three. And uh, it was a pretty tough table. Uh, final two tables, I know Ari Engle was in there still. Uh, John Turner, Pearl Jammer from, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, I'd bought a couple of his books before, you know. It's kind of weird playing with him. He was a nice person. And uh, I think when we were like five-handed, there was a guy that had less than three big blinds, I believe. And I looked down uh, on the button. And I know, you know, the ICM, I really uh, – the guy in the big line, I knew he probably put a lot of pressure on me. I opened, I think I 4 x Ace King of Hearts. Yeah, you Forex know, is just because I kind of show him I didn't want, you know, I just wanted to take down the blinds. And uh, the guy ended up shoving on me. I want to say, if, I'm not looking at the Hinden mob, but the difference in uh, the money was real big. Yeah, you know, I think we might have been six of us left. And I, I tanked forever. I finally called. He had pocket sevens. And I flopped a king, and it held. So, I, you know, that was a massive flip. And then basically right after that hand, the other guy busted uh next few hands, and we started talking a deal. And uh, we did an ICM after that, and I got the 107. And we left, I think, 10K to play for. And uh, when we got heads up, the guy that I was playing quit looking at his cards. and beat me he basically beat he basically beat me without looking at his cards you know I a pair and i'd go with it and you know he'd have a straight or whatever and uh wow so he got the trophy and to be on the magazine I, i got the money but i was okay with that
1: so so pearl jammer was in on the icm he got third
3: huh yeah yeah he was in on the icm uh funny story right when we started talking that I think they offered me. I think I was supposed to get like 110 or something. I said, uh, "I said, let's do. Y'all give me 120, and we'll call it a deal." And uh, he shut that down pretty quickly. <laughs> 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 and uh, I ended up taking taking the 107 at the time. You know, that's before that. I, I think my biggest score was second the main for a little over sixty thousand. So that was a lot of money at the time. Good deal. And, uh, yeah. I was happy I was happy to to uh, lock that money down. Hop- happy that you went. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's for sure. And they, they were really uh they were really nice, uh really nice to me out there. Yeah, the the Annie Up people and uh the people running running the show. They had a dinner for all the Annie Up winners and uh I'm trying to think of the guy's name, the big tournament guy, he was there. Uh, the guy who's the guy the basically the biggest tournament director. He just ran the one in Florida. What's his name? Um, Dennis. I'm so not again, Matt Savage, huh? Savage was there, and then they had uh the the people that do the uh, the ESPN announcing. They were there. They were real nice. Everything was uh, oh. run really well, and they they treated us really well there. I'd I'd love to go back to play some more tournaments there. Oh. Very nice. Very nice. Very big room.
2: So speaking Bye. of uh tournaments and traveling, what, what are your plans this year? Are you uh looking at the World Series in the fall or Vegas uh, in the summer? Honestly, I've heard some people talk about
3: uh did they have they announced the dates of the World Series yet? Of all the tournaments?
2: It, Is there a schedule? Well out? they've They've announced basically the six-week window, and and some of the stuff that's moving really on there. But as far as I know, the official schedule is not out.
0: Yeah, at the I'd, time like,
2: of this
3: uh, I'd like to go out there for a week or two, maybe two weekends. And you know, I'm going to look probably more at the the Asian tournaments, the Planet Hollywood, uh, Golden Nugget, and stuff like that. Probably even the Orleans has a really good tournament. That uh, their main yeah. event's really good. I like to play it. I just think it's better value, a little smaller
2: buy-ins. smaller fields. Well, we're hoping to to be out there and uh, maybe maybe have some sort of event in Vegas during all of that in the fall. Um, well, we're very hopeful. I'm not sure if that will work out this year, but uh, there's a possibility. Um, that'd be nice. That's just a little teaser for everybody um what are some of your well, what have you done during the pandemic is uh how did your life change? Did it change a lot? I mean, obviously, most of us couldn't play much poker. How about you yeah,
3: for the first few weeks, uh my business was really slow, like I didn't get a phone call or you know I was basically off for like a month, and I played a little bit more online uh played a lot of the app games stuff like that and that, after that month I was kind of a little tired of it ready to get back to live poker and we played a little bit of little, had played a few home games uh here and there around Jackson that I really enjoy and uh I was really happy to get back you know playing at Pearl River for sure when they open back up especially uh the tournaments you know that's what I enjoy the most
2: any uh, crazy stories from the home games that you played in over the years?
3: Uh, no, not really. Everything, you know, mostly a good group of people. Everything's kind of tame. Nobody, you know, no robberies or anything like that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of good action, basically.
2: I mean, well, Jackson known probably, for... Go ahead.
3: Yeah, the games... The the home games are usually much better than a lot of the games you can find at the casinos.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But, there's, you know, there's
3: maybe New Orleans, you know, of course.
2: Well, you all have a good reputation in Jackson for for home games from people that I know that have played in them. Um, is 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 that true? They're everything they're talked up to be.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a you know, there's probably about. About four games I know about. I play, you know, some I, I don't play as much in, but I've got two that I try to play every week. I, I usually make at least one of them a week. We play Mondays, we play PLO, and then Wednesdays we play Hold'em, basically. And then there's a there's a big PLO game that runs a good bit. It's the one Corey was talking about that he comes and plays in, and I play in it once every blue moon. It's a little yeah. bit bigger. But it's a crazy game.
2: So, in your opinion, how has kind of the Mississippi poker scene uh, ebbed and flowed over the years? Is it in a good place? Or I think uh, before
3: before COVID, everything was really good. Like, uh, you know, you'd have at the bow. I think it was would be every month they've had the with the 360 buy-in. I'm not sure what the guarantee was, uh, and every month in Tunica they'd have, I think, $125 buy-in, 100k, and they'd get well over. I mean, first and it would be 30 or 40 thousand most of the time, go well well over the guarantee. And then Philadelphia, that I'd like for them to start back doing their 20ks. They upped it, to, I think, all the way to 50k before they quit. Uh, yeah. And For a while Vicksburg was running a lot of good tournaments but the the girl that was running the room that was doing that she left. And then you know, the run good stuff's always around. Uh you know, Bozier, tunica, always good action. So I mean it was basically you could almost play a good tournament almost almost any weekend, it seemed. Yeah. And Are I you playing any that, of those? It
2: wasn't like that. Are you playing any of those Sunday satellites that they're doing at Pearl River for the I main up, event of uh,
3: the few, opener? I went a few weekends ago to play the, the one for the main event. I think I played it twice. Uh, the first time I bubbled and last time I got in really late and uh, I didn't do anything, but there was only, uh, only two tables, which really surprises me. I thought it would be a lot more. And I think the fifty dollar one gets a lot more people, which doesn't, yeah they add they they do add seats, which is great. But you know, when you're trying to satellite in, you think you want to satellite into the bigger buy-in event. Yeah, is the way I look at it.
2: So when are you so going to win two hundred and thirty-three dollars?
3: Hopefully, hopefully in Philadelphia. That's the next time we're not playing. You know what?
2: Do you know why that's relevant?
3: I'm guessing it put me at about five hundred thousand. That's right. Yeah,
2: right. you're, you're two thirty three away from half a million. That's a pretty big uh, marker.
3: Mm-hmm. it is. And, and I've, like, yeah, I haven't. Feel like you know I've only been doing it seriously for about three, maybe four years. I was have to look at hidden mile, but you know it's real, real nice. I'd like to get to a million at some point too. That's
2: that's definitely a goal line. Um, Uh, The people right below you. Well, go
3: ahead. Uh, I was going to say the way the Pearl River buy-ins and fields are going up, it might be a lot easier than uh, it was before. I can't believe uh, we were playing for so much money in Pearl River. You told me that three years ago. I would have never believed it.
2: Yeah. It's grown a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, it um, used to be like
3: thing, I, sure. I, I used to consider like my little, you know, a secret. You know, not many of the good players would show up, and it was still a good event, but you know, just not, and you know, just real soft. They would run satellites for the main during the week where they added seats, and I I don't think I ever not had at least two seats to the main when they were doing that by the end of the week. Uh-huh. I mean they'd add like three seats and there'd be eighteen people playing, so they'd give away like six or seven seats. you know you didn't have to beat a lot of people now a lot of a lot more better players are coming and but I think you know it's growing the field's growing so far it might even be softer now than it was before
1: yeah bill are you are you looking at the uh the Mississippi all time list?
2: Yeah, there's some interesting names on there. Yeah, right? just below them and just just ahead of them.
1: Yeah. So, Mike Postle, uh Mo Mohini, Dustin's right below you, and look, Matt Culberson's on there. Dang it, that guy have not played yeah. In years.
2: Yeah, you're just ahead of Dustin, Cody, and Trace. So, I mean, you got bragging rights on them. I don't know if you if you know to. Uh, rubbing in on them, but you can.
3: Well, that's nice. Uh all all of them are my really good friends. Good
2: Jerry people. Jerry Ord. Oh
1: I hadn't seen that guy in a while.
3: I haven't seen uh Jerry in a long time. He he used to be uh, yeah he used to be at all the Philadelphia tournaments. I don't know where he is now. Yeah.
2: Diesel so speaking good. of like he- People under the radar. Are there a couple of players? Maybe you can tell us somebody that you played with that you you're really impressed that you know that we've heard about. Maybe as one of your friends or somebody else, and and also maybe somebody that's under the radar that we haven't heard about that we probably should.
3: Uh I think Gavin Monroe's up and coming. He's been doing a little bit lately. Uh, if he learns to kind of reel it in just a little bit, I think he'll be. Uh, really good. Just uh, he's so dangerous. He seems like lately everything he plays, he backs Chip Lead. He had the Chip Lead in the Philly yeah. tournament. Uh, there's a few other people. Uh, there's a guy you probably don't know him. He plays mostly online. Will Anderson. He doesn't play. He'll be in Philly, I think. If he played more live, I think he'd do really well. Uh I guess uh I guess end. that's about it. Yeah. He uh <laughs> he grinds ACR uh for a long time I you know, I was following poker f- pocket fives and he was uh always kinda high up in Mississippi and I did he was trying to think of his name on there. Uh, never something, I think. And he, you know, I never knew who he was, and I was like, it said he was from Jackson, Mississippi. You know, I felt like I knew most of the people in Jackson, and then, you know, years later, I come to find, I met him and come to find out that's who he was. Yeah.
1: What about um, Walter Miscelli? You think he's do- doing well? You think he's gonna hit? Try?
3: You? You talking about Walker? Yeah, Walker. Uh, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's had a good couple of years. Uh, he was out, I went and played a tournament out in Houston. He was out there and he cashed. Uh, I think he's, I think he'll have a, you know, he's got a real bright future for sure.
1: Good deal. Hey, so, so tell us about the place in Houston. Was that one of those clubs y'all went playing?
3: Yeah, we went to the champions club, uh, We had a good group of people out there. It was like uh, Joey A. was out there. Uh, Ben Thomas, who lives out there now, was there. Uh, J.W. Carter, uh, Trace Henderson, Gavin Monroe. We all – Russell uh, Boyette. That's another – he's up and coming kind of, Russell. He had a – he probably had – if he did like a player of the series, he probably would have won it. Uh, last time in Philadelphia. But we all went out there. I I didn't do any good. I bought into the main three times. Uh, Every time I got busted, somebody flopped a set on me. I played five tournaments that weekend. That's how I busted every one of them. But uh, the cash game down there is really, really, I played one three PLO. And the games games are pretty crazy. A lot of money. And, uh, they were they were already on Friday night. They all they were already had alternates for the Saturday flight. I busted. Uh, I played one flight Friday. Uh, I bought in Friday for the Saturday, so I got in. I busted early, uh, and I probably waited four or five hours before I got back in. I got in right like one or two hands before dinner break. So and I, yeah. I think the prize pool was almost 300 K for first, maybe or over 300 K and like no telling what they could have had if they had more room, they had the tables packed in there. They had a lot of the dealers. They just, they, I think everybody's just not ready for the, uh, everybody's ready to play poker, especially tournament poker right now. Kind of same way in Philadelphia, you know, last time. The fields are just massive, yeah. and people are, you know, ready to play.
2: So there's there's one more tournament of yours that um, me and Gene had meant to touch on. So you came in second for a WSOP circuit ring. Who would you play heads up?
3: Ah, uh, what what? Give me what tournament was it? Where was that? It, a it
2: was a. And, I think it was in New Orleans. No, uh,
3: um, New Orleans. I played against Raymond
2: uh, Curry. Yeah. And yeah.
3: We uh we made a deal heads up, and we played it out for the ring, and uh, he he got me. We uh mm-hmm. and he he hadn't let me forget
2: about it. Yeah, for sure. Were uh, y'all friendly or friends before that, or?
3: Yeah, we were. Yeah, we we knew each other uh, and we were friends before that. I told him, you know, we were coming back to day two. I was messing with him. I think he he might have been chip leader coming to day two, and I t- I kept telling him, I said, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna chop heads up, and uh, he said, yeah. And then uh, probably with about fifteen left, I said, you want to go ahead and make a deal? We'll chop heads up no matter what the stacks are, and he said, yeah. And when we got heads up, I think we were about even, so it was a good deal for everybody.
0: Nice.
2: Um, How did he play? I mean, were you guys? He played
3: played really. He played really well that tournament. Really well. Uh, The guy that got third, uh, Jeffrey Trudeau, excellent, excellent player. Uh, He later accused the us of uh, colluding. I think he he was joking, but not really. But he's so aggressive, he's like, I've never played any hands against each other. And we really didn't, but he opens every... like He's, he's a lot more aggressive than I am. He's in every pot. So, yeah, basically it's hard, you know, you're not going to play a lot of three-way pots three-handed.
2: Right. You know, with, with a lot yeah, of I've played. I played a final table with him, and he was the uh, the same way. He was in opening every pot, and um, it was him and somebody, right? I think until uh, – he might have actually won that event when I played with him. I can't remember. But, yeah, he's a tough player as well. Ben Thomas was there. He really is. Uh, 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 yeah, he said he moved. Jerry uh, Eagle. He moved. Yeah,
3: yeah. No,
2: really
3: I was I was, of
2: yeah. Yeah, uh, I was
3: reading off here. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I was reading off. Yeah, your final name. Yeah. yeah. Ben, the first first big final table I made was uh, the main event at the HVT in Vicksburg, and Ben was there. So I've known him since then. He's a he's an excellent player, also.
1: Yeah, Ben Ben plays strong, man. He's got a, plays real
3: sporty, no doubt. Yeah. I, th- I think he's caught the cash bug. I don't think he. I don't even know if he played that tournament in Houston. He was there. I think he just came over to say hello to people. He might <laughs> have fired one bullet, but I know he. Uh, he plays a ton of cash at fifty-two, is what he was saying. That's the name of the uh, Johnny Chan's poker club, poker, poker poker room in Houston.
1: So Johnny uh, Chan uh, owns fifty-two.
3: Yeah, he he was uh, actually he was in there both nights. I was there, but I played cash. Uh, that I think that's the best place for cash in Houston. That's where everybody goes. I didn't uh, I didn't get a chance to go by Prime uh, Social, but they say fifty two is where all the action is now. Yeah. Bill, got
1: anything that's
2: else
1: about
2: it for me? For me. That's about it for me on uh, some of the notes that I wanted to talk to Mike about. Um, how about you, Gene?
1: Yeah, i Yeah, I'm good too, uh, Mikey. Um, we're right at about 40 minutes, which is perfect. Um, Mikey, we appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us. Um, you have a, a good rest of your day and weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. All right, thanks. All right, I-